way cool. A show all about me. I fight for love and justice. And in the name of the moon, I'll punish you. Sailor Moon sure's a big hit with this crowd. What do you expect? Everybody believes in Sailor Moon because we all want someone to fight for us. You got me. Moon Podcast Escalation. My name is Jordan D. White. My name is Chris Sims, and this is Sailor Business. It's the podcast where we sit down with a friend each and every week and watch an episode of the classic 1992 Sailor Moon anime. And folks, this week is a weird one. <laughs> this this week, uh, Usagi is going to be like, hey, what's that weird room in your apartment? As we are watching Disconnecting Love, The Raging Makai Tree, part one of the finale of the Doom Tree Saga. Dun, dun. I say that because... It's not a uh, crystal clear destiny situation, but it does pretty heavily lead into the last episode, which we'll get to next Wait, week. No, this 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 I, I would say tell them that because they should know going in this episode does not end. It ends with to be continued. Yeah, but I mean, it's not like like the, it's not called part one and part two. Okay. You know what? Cut, cut it all out. Fine. You do it. You do it. No, Jordan. no. I think we should keep the controversy. <laughs> whatever <laughs> let's do this so over this podcast I'm so, like, <laughs> wow 58 episodes in i am ready to be no i love doing this podcast okay chris and jordan friends forever yay in order to help us talk about that we have a very special guest uh returning from last week's episode uh we are very glad to have her back uh leanne bartle is back with us uh you may remember her from the sailor moon irc channel circa 2003 uh leanne welcome back to the show thanks for having me no no uh yeah well, some I, of the stuff we didn't talk to you about last time because we are forgetful is some of the most basic stuff like we don't know who your favorite sailor scout is we teased it, it at the end of last episode <laughs> my favorite is jupiter okay all right it's a good it's a good choice. That's now, a strong now, choice. It is. Why Why does Jupiter uh, speak to you? What, what is it about Jupiter that you like? Well, when I was a um, kid, she was just like the strong, but still girly at the same time. Yeah. And I'm the same height as her. So clearly I'm a giant and. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Like so many of our, of our guests who are a giantess. That comes up so often that. <laughs> Like we talk about Sailor Jupiter being five six, and I guess we're like, oh, that's my height. Like that's it's pretty that great. Is, uh, that is very interesting. Now, how long have you been that height? Ten years, probably. So you were you were that height when you were getting into Sailor Moon. Yeah, so that that was also part of it. Wait, so no, wait, hang on. Actually, that's a good question. Did you know that you and her were the same height at that time, or did you think in your mind, oh, she must be way taller than me? Well, yeah, no, I thought she's way taller because obviously the way they animate, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it's just like taller than everyone else. Right. Yeah, it's when you look at the the height charts and you're like, oh, Usagi's four eleven. Okay, this makes a little more sense, I guess. But then, like, how tall is well, what, like, how tall is like Darian? Is he like six foot something? He's a much taller oh. than Makoto, is he? I feel like he is. Well, let's see. He's forty three years old, oh. so <laughs> probably a little taller than his fourteen year old girlfriend. Ah. Uh. Anyway, no, <laughs> you don't grow. You don't continue to grow taller from like age 20 on so at 40 you must be enormous that's not how it works so so you're saying that it is it, i just want to make this clear you're Please. saying that it is unlikely that a 43 year old would be taller than a 14 year old i'm saying it wouldn't make him excessively taller than if he was what he actually is which is like 21 well that this brings us to the other thing we didn't talk about which is your feelings on uh mr mamoru chiba aka darian shields uh yeah i don't like him <laughs> Damn it! I'm always alone on this one. He's he's uh, really horrible in this episode, as I remember. He's not great in this episode. <laughs> I would I would maybe not say you're alone on this one, Jordan. I would probably just say you're wrong on this. One. Oh man! <laughs> like if everyone's like, no, 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 Memoru sucks. That's why I like stars because he's barely in it. Oh, oh I have something to look forward to. Though. <laughs> Don't tell Chris. Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> 
<sighs> It'll be like, fine. We, like, we have had guests talk about how this show would be better without the romance. Uh, we've had one guest notably talk about how the show would be better without any heterosexuality. <laughs> Who was that again? I don't remember. I know. Was, I remember. Amy. It was your your lady, lady love. My miracle romance. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! So yeah, like, look, you're gonna have, you're just gonna have to accept being in the minority on this, and hopefully, we will find you an ardent defender one day. I, I mean, I guess uh, you know what, Leanne Centaur was was on my side on this. Uh, that that is true. That is true. Writer of the of the Sailor Moon adaptation novels, so you know, that's a lot of uh, that's a lot of juice behind this. <laughs> That, that is true. I do want to mention, we did get one, th- their their script version of the contest, as well as a, a one-page version of how the same scene would have been depicted in the novel. Oh, that's kind uh, of amazing. Like, written in the style of 17-year-old Leon Centaur. Oh, I cannot wait. Which is awesome. <laughs> I really, wait. really funny. Cannot wait to see that. Characters' last names were changed. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of brand names were thrown around. It was very, very funny. Oh, I can't wait. Um, I'm 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 flipping through the uh, the role playing book as we speak to see if I can find how tall Darian is. Uh, it's good, it's good radio. Uh, in the meantime, we're not. Jordan, I don't know if you know, we're not live. Go ahead, <laughs> <laughs> Jordan. Before we get into the episode, do you have any uh, listener questions that we can pose to both ourselves and our guest this week? Darian is six foot two. Okay. <laughs> so so a so what a foot and three inches yes. taller than uh than his girlfriend. yeah that's a lot taller that's, that's like that's taller. like one inch for every year older than her he is oh uh, is that true no that is not no true. <laughs> let's talk about first before we get to the questions let's talk about the amazing art that was sent into us animated art of ourselves yes uh former guest shannon manor sent us a an incredible picture uh you really have to go see it uh it's it's faved by sailor business it was retweeted i faved it uh uh i think we both faved it on uh on tumblr as well uh but it is a a picture of you and i recording the show with a ton of little references both to the show and to sailor business thrown in there uh with a little bit of animation it's one of the best things I have ever seen. Just absolutely like thrilling to see. It, it takes the premise of uh, Jordan being Sailor Moon and me being Luna that we have in uh, in our our album art, and then like extrapolates that. So like I like I have cat ears and I am wearing a shirt that says "Cat, not a people." I we have word balloons and Jordan's is just a uh, Rini with a with a bar sinister through it and mine is uh little pictures of ami and makoto with hearts uh jake is in there too i hope i hope jake has seen this because jake shows up as rini yeah, I, oh, uh, yeah he did behind the uh behind the lunapy uh it's just like super super cute definitely go check that out shannon thank you so much uh we were going to have her back on the show before too long so yeah. Le- leanne i just sent it in the in the chat if you if you want to see my favorite detail well there's so many there's so many i love i first of all i love that i have a i'm wearing a bow tie that is of like Sailor Moon's uh, big giant bow, which I love. Uh, but yes. the the, the best detail, the best best detail is <laughs> yeah, the best detail is Chris drinking out of a mug with a cat's butthole on it. <laughs> yeah, which I want now. Like I want that mug really badly. <laughs> Cat butthole mug. It's so good. It's so so good. Thank you so much. Yeah, uh, uh, truly truly great. And and honestly. Uh, thank you to everyone who sent things in for the contest, everyone who sends us any kind of fan art. We obviously really love it. You know, seeing Tennis Ball, Sailor Moon, and Tuxedo Hot Pocket and, and drawings of us is, like, really just great. And uh, we really appreciate that. But do we have uh, a couple of questions sure. that we can get through? I think uh, this is a new one. Let's see. Uh, Jasmine Jackson asked... Do you think Luna invented Sailor Moon? In the Silver Millennium, she was just a princess, and her powers follow expectations? So... I think the theory so the, here is that the Luna just is like, yeah, yeah, you're a... You, you have... <laughs> you're, you're a powerful uh, super fighter. And she really wasn't. So so Luna just comes up with the concept of Sailor Moon. In, like, to what end? Like, in order to get Usagi to fight the Dark Kingdom? I guess? 
and that she's like she, like she doesn't actually have Sailor Moon powers. She's just drawing on powers that she expects to have. I think it was more that she wasn't Sailor Moon in the in the past, and so like Luna is able to give her powers, but they're just like, well, of course those are the powers she has. I don't know. I mean, well, all her powers come from devices too, don't they? She doesn't have any natural powers. Sort Again, of? the power of friendship, obviously. But she she had like the 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 hypersonic crying. Didn't that come like, through her her bun gems? It comes it comes through her bun gems. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Like, that's that's an interesting theory because I don't like I don't think that we have like we have no evidence that she was ever Sailor Moon in the past. But we do have evidence that the other Sailor Guardians existed in the past. Sure. Yeah. For like, sure. We see them in their in their uniforms, like guarding the princess. So I don't think we have any reason to believe that Sailor Moon well, wouldn't also exist. Actually, hang on about that, though, because all of the like wands that she uses to kill things, those were her mother's. Were they like... <sighs> Was the the mother the Queen Serenity had the silver crystal right? Did, so did Queen Serenity have the moonstick? She I she did think, right? Yeah, I think so. So that's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, she could have had her tiara, <laughs> but that would have been it, right? So maybe maybe on the moon, Qu- Queen Serenity was the badass, and Princess Serena was just like, oh, I'm just a princess. That that is an interesting an interesting theory that like the whole. Like that, her powers are like kind of like her role is kind of manufactured by Luna. That that seems like that would be the uh, the the premise of a of a dark adult gritty take on, <laughs> on Sailor Moon. Like, no, no, Soggy, your cat's been lying to you. What if she finds out that she's never fought a monster before? <laughs> oh, that's fun. Speaking of dark gritty reboots of Sailor Moon, Helen oh, B boy. says if the Scouts found themselves in a teen slasher flick. Who would survive to the end of the film? Only Usagi. I mean, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. everyone else is gone. Well. Everyone else is dusted, Negatron. Why is Amy killed? Because she's so uh, much because, of a loser? Well, she has well, Because she has There's bubbles. two reasons. <laughs> uh, one, because the nerd never makes it. Right. That's, like, I mean, that's what I meant by she's a loser. Like, because I was, was going to say, you go by, they, if you go by the virgin thing, I'm pretty confident she's not going to get killed. <laughs> <laughs> Don't, don't bring that cabin in the woods nonsense into this. No, uh, what's going to happen is she's going to sneak off to make out with Makoto. Oh, get so out of here. Gonna... Now, uh, Jordan, have you seen, have we talked about Haosu? Have you seen Haosu? No, no, I haven't. Leanne, are you familiar with it? Uh, the Japanese movie Haosu? No. Uh, also no. known as House? No. Uh, you guys should see it because it's amazing. And it's it's about a group of Japanese schoolgirls going to a uh, basically a haunted house. That's the That's the very short high concept of it. But... It was based on a dream that uh, uh, Obayashi, the director, uh, his daughter had. Like his six-year-old daughter described a nightmare that she had had to him, and he made a movie that's kind of loosely based on it. So it follows this weird dream logic, and it's really interesting. And all of the characters uh, have names that describe them. Like there's a smart girl named Prof. There's a girl who plays music named Melody. There's a tough girl named Kung Fu. Uh, There's a girl who's always... uh, like kind of lost in the clouds whose name is fantasy. So if you like if you do want to see like Sailor Moon in a a slasher movie situation, it's neither of those things. It's certainly not Sailor Moon and it's certainly not really a slasher movie. Uh but it is it's as close as you're going to get. It's a weird 70s Japanese horror movie and it's incredible. It's a uh, the Criterion Collection released it and I think if you're in America, sorry, Leanne, I think you can watch it on Hulu. Oh, yeah? Oh, okay. Then I'll try to watch it. So, yeah, I, it's like really, really good. I just Googled it while you're talking. And on Wikipedia, they're saying they went that Toho went to the director and said, can you make us a movie like Jaws? But what you've described <laughs> does not sound no, anything it like is Jaws. nothing like Jaws. <laughs> That's what it says, though. It says they asked him to make a film like Jaws. That does explain the poster, though, because I'm, I'm sure you've seen the poster where it's just a, a picture of the the cat. Okay. Uh, okay. Oh, also, there's a there's an evil cat in it, so that's another weird Sailor Moon connection. I but love yeah, it. definitely. H a u s u. Houseu is how it's commonly referred to, but it's also known as House. But yeah, that's if if you if you have not seen that and you're curious about uh, what the Sailor Scouts would be like in a horror movie situation, go watch go watch that one. I look forward to that. Here's one, and it's a it's a two parter. Uh, if I forgot if you talked about it on an earlier episode, but have you seen the weird live action hybrid Sailor Moon show? Alternatively, how much would you pay if you ever found a complete bootleg of the pilot at a convention? James Fletcher asked that. Um, we certainly haven't seen the whole pay, thing. I would pay fifty dollars. That doesn't sound like that much. 
I would pay fifty dollars. Jordan, it's seven minutes long. Oh, I was. I, oh, I was assuming there was a full episode. No, it's just a, it's a proof of concept. Video. Oh, okay. I, I didn't. I a, didn't know that. Okay. It's basically a sizzle reel, as they say in the biz. Now, Leanne, are you familiar with this at all? Is this the uh, the animated kind of live action? Yeah. One they're going to do. Yeah, yes. yeah. Where where Sailor Mercury is in a wheelchair or wheelchair. something? Yeah, I've seen this. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and they windsurf (laughs) through space. (laughs) Okay, I see. I didn't realize they didn't actually make an episode. I thought they made a full episode. I I was confused. No, it's only it it is not a full episode. Like, I wish it was because I feel like a full episode would be easier to find. But uh, somebody should write a fanfic of that. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) imagine how weird sailor business would be if that's what we were watching. We were like, we were like, yeah, I, this is something that we like enough to devote multiple hours every week to. <laughs> if you have not seen this thing, the only video I've ever seen of it was it was like shown at an anime convention. And it's not even the video that they showed. It's a video someone took from the crowd of the screen at an angle with a cell phone. And like, so you hear the crowd laughing hysterically at everything that's going on on the on the screen because it's sailor moon animated in a very western animation style so it looks like gem or it looks like gi joe it's windsurfing through space and then it shows the live action part where they're like dancing uh and singing a song and and it's bananas i would pay 50 dollars for it it's i I think it's sub if you search for saban moon s-a-b-a-n moon you can find it on youtube Oh, is it? Because the last time I looked at no, no. Actual again, like you said, no, the crappy version, the 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 film, the bootleg film from a cell phone. Although you know what, I just searched for Saban Moon, and it brought up. uh, It looks like some people have uh, cells. It looks like real cells on uh, Google Image Search. Amazing! Like, go check it out. It's (laughs) it's great. Wow! Yeah, that's crazy. So fifty dollars was the answer. Chris would pay fifty dollars. I pay. I pay (laughs) fifty. If I saw it, like if I like, sure, because like I am not a dude who goes and buys a lot of bootlegs at conventions because honestly, there's no need to at this point for most stuff. Like you can go buy all of Batman 66 on DVD now. Right. So <laughs> would, you, uh, would you would you would you buy the, the bootleg and then immediately find a way to VCR it onto computer and put it on YouTube and say, here's the pristine version? Yes, I would find a way to VCR it. Yeah, because you would need you know a they, VCR. So you know they make bootlegs on DVD now. <laughs> Jordan. I was assuming it was a videotape. <laughs> I mean, it probably was a videotape at one point. <laughs> All right, shut up. <laughs> I would not pay fifty dollars for a VHS tape of it. I would have no way of verifying that. Well, I yeah, I mean, you'd have to be trusting. You have no way of verifying the, the what you're going to pop the DVD out and be like, "Here's my laptop. Let me check it first. Yeah, Jordan, do you think I don't take my laptop to conventions <laughs> on the floor? Yeah, to I verify bootlegs. Sometimes. You like you more than anyone else know that I have deadlines. Oh, all right, oh, that's fair. I I once did a convention with Chad where we watched Skyfall at the table. Really? Yeah, nobody was coming by. That's this was funny. before X Men. Nobody cared. Aw. Anyway, that's enough of our questions on Twitter. But if you have questions for us, tweet us at Sailor Business with your questions, and we will do our best to answer them. Yes. And right now, though, we are going to go into the episode. This is episode. 58 of Sailor Moon R, Disconnecting Love, The Raging Makai Tree. And uh, folks, it's a weird one. It's it's weird. <laughs> For sure. Let's see. Uh, where does it start? Where does it start? Uh, well, Usagi's walking down the street, having some some bad thoughts, doing some stinking thinking. Yeah, yeah. She Well, she's... Uh, she's thinking about why no one, uh, why no boys are in love. I'm sure teenage Jordan was like, I'm in love with you, <laughs> Serena. <laughs> and also adult Jordan. No, I'm happily married. But also she's literally being stalked by a guy who likes her way too much at that exact moment, which is yeah. creepy. And also, and also there is a guy who is her destined moon lover. Right. right. Like, but he doesn't, doesn't love her that. right now. He doesn't love her, at least openly. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, yeah, Creepy Alan is literally following her around going, I will steal your heart. Meanwhile, uh, her, speaking of that moon lover, the moon lover is reading a magazine called Luna or a book <laughs> called We just Luna. only called him the moon lover from now on. <laughs> I've never referred to him by name. <laughs> the okay. moon lover. 
the moon lover is in a bookstore reading about Luna, and uh, he's being stalked as well by uh, Anne, who comes up to him and goes, oh, what a coincidence that I followed you here. Quick question. What do you think that book's about? Luna? Yeah. Do you think it's, do you think it's a book about the moon? Do you think it's a book about, like, is it just a general space magazine called Luna? Or do you think that's Luna, the magazine for cats who are also a people? <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think it's probably about the moon. Yeah, probably. Mm. It's uh, probably about talking cats. Well, I would be, I'd like it more that way. Alan has cornered Isagi in the food court where she is scarfing on a thing, a pastry. Maybe it looks like a crepe or something. I think it's meant to be a crepe. It definitely looks like a Hot Pocket. <laughs> it's a crepe, too. And they all see each other and everybody's like, you, but I thought you weren't dating that person. Oh, I, I love this part because they, Alan and Anne say to each other, you said you were going to the library and you said you were going to your friend's place to study. And I was sitting there going to myself, what? <laughs> You're both aliens who are there just to do co- like your cover. Why would she go to her friend's place to study? And then I, I went, they could be just that they're doing improv together. And they're both yes-anding each other, knowing that they can't contradict. If he's like, you said you went to your friend's place to study. She can't be like, no, I said I was going to steal energy. Okay, yep. I did say who, I was going to go to my friend's. Who is Natsumi's study buddy? Right. Is my this question. is what I'm saying. She does not have a study buddy because she doesn't bother studying because she's not a real student. Why she is a real student? Like she's registered. <laughs> she, she has to go to like they will mark her as absent if she doesn't show up. Uh, as we will soon discover. <laughs> Uh, technically at any rate this starts another fight with them where they walk home going oh, i can't believe you're trying to get in somebody else's pants when we're both supposed to be lovers <laughs> i they're... can't believe my own sister would betray me like no this. that's not what they say because As they're we are not... both children of the doom tree. that is not literally in, in a literal and non-metaphorical sense no only in a metaphorical sense we are all children of earth all of us here or we're we're all yeah that's what it is so at any rate they get back to their house they go to the doom tree guess what it is worse than ever it is wilting and dying the leaves are turning gray and falling on them and it's gross and awful and he's like man it's weird it's like we're it's like when we give it energy it it gets worse it reminds me of you must have seen idiocracy right yes it's what plants crave to a Bronto the third mutilator? Yeah, of course. It's got electrolytes. Um, so they're like, yeah, it's super weird. Cut to, okay, and we have to talk about this, obviously. This is the best part of the entire series. The series? This might have replaced oh, yeah. the cat's buttholes for me. So I, I have so many questions yeah, about me this. Yeah, me too. And it, and it definitely involves, you have to get ready to pause your, your devices because they only show a wide shot of this real fast we cut to i I think is this the mall i think it's the mall it's an outdoor mall if it's a mall but it's 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 well i i say mall because i have seen similar things like this like they do they do like touring like you know 15 20 minute mall shows for for super sentai for common rider and stuff like that And, and i guess maybe for for like the maybe there was one for pretty guardian sailor moon when it was on but i don't know there's a live action show called Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon. (laughs) It's called Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon Show. In the name of the moon, I'll punish you. So right away, we're in for something amazing. Now, the important thing is, again, like I said, if you pause quick on that first shot where you see the big wide shot of the whole stage, there's a lot to talk about here. (laughs) The general description of it, the kind of show it is, is it's people in costumes, but then with giant heads. So we're talking like big Mickey Mouse heads. heads. Yeah, yeah. So there's a giant, stupid looking Sailor Moon head. But there are five uh, people on stage. 100% accurate looking Sailor Moon head is what it is. Slightly awkward looking. But there are five people on stage. So going from left to right, we have, first of all, Jedite. Yes! Yeah. <laughs> okay, Jedi. This sort of makes sense because his giant face appeared over the entire city and said it would burn it. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing I love about it. The, Jed- like, the Jedite is the only one everyone should know. Yeah. That like, makes sense. Jedi is actually the one the general public should be aware of. The second so person is a creature of some sort. I, I don't recognize it as a specific one. Do you? I, I don't. When it went by really fast, I thought it might be Beryl, uh, but no. it's not. It's it's just a weird monster, monster lady wear it with a black robe. Sure. Then there's Sailor Moon. Great. Totally Great. on board. <laughs> Perfectly accurate. Has the hair. Yeah, it has the hair. Next uh, on the stage, tuxedo mask. Okay, this is okay, a little weird. weird. But weird because like not a lot of people would have seen tuxedo mask. Like, like maybe he should have long nephlight hair. 
because yes. that one was more visible. But whatever, we'll say, you know what? Some people actually spotted him. Great. Final person on the stage. <laughs> Final is, people on the stage. Is a big-headed Luna. <laughs> this seems problematic to me. With with the moon on her head. Yes. You know, exactly like Usagi's cat that she walks around with 24 hours a day. Yeah. Who's in the crowd at this show? Yes. Not only is Luna on the stage, her face is also on the giant banner. It's Sailor Moon's face at one end, Luna's face at the other. This is not right. And I'll tell you one more de- detail. In the crowd, what what are a bunch of the crowd members holding up on sticks to show their Sailor Moon support? <laughs> Bunny rabbits. Bunny rabbits. <laughs> <laughs> They're holding up Usagi. <laughs> This does not seem right. <laughs> Everything about this like makes a certain kind of sense until you get to Luna. And then it's like, wait, does everyone know Sailor Moon has a talking cat who looks like that? Because <laughs> all the kids in the crowd are like super into it. Like, oh, yeah, they, they say the catchphrase, which not a lot of people should have heard. Right. Because like, as we've talked about, most of the time when Sailor Moon shows up, everybody's in a coma. Right. Right. There's got to be three people who have heard her say, I will punish you. And I guess those three people went straight to the news and well, I, told like, every detail. I, here's what I think happened. In the crowd are Naru and Umino. I think they just asked Naru. <laughs> like, I think they were like, hey, Naru, like, you've been involved in this 18 times. What's the deal with Sailor Moon? Like, what is this about what she looks like? Well, like, there's a guy ha- in a tuxedo? Okay. Yeah, and she has a talking cat. <laughs> Sometimes the cat wants to scratch up the... No, that's, that's more like Bob Belcher's sister-in-law, but I was doing... Sometimes the cat scratches up the monsters. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think about that, but you're right. Maybe Molly and Melvin are there because she got comped because she's an advisor, special advisor to the show. We are kind of at the point where it, like... Naru definitely knows by this point, right? Like, Naru definitely knows uh, who Sailor Moon is. So she is just, like, blowing up that secret identity. <laughs> she would never. So how that's... Much, how much would you pay to see this live-action Sailor Moon show with the weird giant heads? Oh, man. See, I'll tell you. Not much. <laughs> pay me not to say it. <laughs> I would pay, again, $50. To go see it? Yes. Oh, my God. I would pay. Look, we, it's better than the musical. Oh, that's fact. So that okay. So what we've described is, like I said, a still frame shot of the very first image you see. Uh, so stuff happens. Let's see. So as we said, the the giant headed Sailor Moon does the the arm movements and does the speech, and the entire crowd goes, "We will punish you." And Melvin's like, "Wow, she's really famous." <laughs> <laughs> and Molly's like, "Yeah, she sure is." And then a monster shows up at the Sailor Moon show and of course the crowd assumes this is the show they they i know that they just had giant stupid looking heads a moment ago and no special effects whatsoever but now i assume this flying four-faced head twisting monster is part of the show they spent all the budgets on the monster right i feel like like the best reaction is that umino looks up and goes check out that weirdo yes yes (laughs) so yeah the Living Tribunal shows up. <laughs> the Living Quadribunal. Um, her name is Yamandaka, and her deke name is Fourface. <laughs> <laughs> how'd, they, how'd they come up with that one? Oh, I, what's the, what's good the question. deke name of this episode? Uh, Secret Garden. Yeah, Secret Garden. Secret Garden. Oh, okay, I guess. That's... And not only, I think, like, the Fourface... The something else, but okay. Yamandaka goes like, the Four Faces are like, yeah, man. Whereas in Four Face, Four Face is like happy, angry, sad, silly. That's like what they say. Really on the nose. This <laughs> old Four Face. Yep. Um, and I wrote down in my notes: Is this culturally okay? <laughs> because this is. I went on, and it says online: This is based on Kali. You know, a relatively popularly worshipped goddess, and they're being pretty goofy with it yeah it's it makes me wonder when we're gonna get to the jesus monster and i'm surprised we don't uh do you mean boxy no boxy is nothing like jesus uh maybe maybe in, maybe in your church i do want to read the last temptation of boxy <laughs> 
very weird, very weird, uh, giant weird Kali parody <laughs> as the monster in this episode. And she throws uh, lotus petals at everyone and they put everyone to sleep. Uh, yeah, that's a little weird. Like, yeah, this, this monster, knowing that makes this monster like very uncomfortable because this monster is like Dalsim from Street Fighter levels of cultural of, insensitivity. Of cultural insensitivity. Um, I think it doesn't it, now. So Serena and Luna show what, up. What's worse? What's worse? Yamandaka or Moonlight Knight? <laughs> what's, what's more culturally appropriate? Appropriative. I'm going to go with Yamandaka, though, because that's literally a parody of the thing that they worship. Whereas Moonlight Knight is just a ridiculous white dude wearing some <laughs> some cultural outfits. It's not like he's wearing. Well, listen, I'll be honest. I don't know. For all I know, he's wearing a religious outfit. I don't think he is. So, uh, so Sailor Moon and Luna, or Usagi and Luna arrive, and everyone is passed out, including all the actors on stage, which is pretty hilarious. And Usagi... Poor giant-headed Jedi is just, like, sitting in the crowd with his big <laughs> Does head Does it on. work through the masks? Oh, yeah. It, in fact, the giant lotus petals are sitting on top of the giant heads, and they're still knocking them out. So, it literally works. And Usagi shows up and so, goes, Naru was hit again! She literally <laughs> says... Coma number 19 for Naru Osaka. <laughs> Poor Naru. So where's all this energy going, Jordan? It's going to the Doom Tree. Is it helping? Is the question. And uh, the answer no. is no, not at all. Uh it kind of makes you wonder where did they even get this idea that the Doom Tree needs energy? <laughs> because it doesn't help at all. Um they're going. Maybe the Doom Tree doesn't work with Earth energy. And it's like, yeah, maybe. But we'll find out. So the next day at school, Ms. H is asking everybody, hey, where is everybody? Uh, Anne's not here. And she's like, oh, also, Anne's brother's not here. And she's like, what? Why do you know that? And she's like, I I don't know. I just know. <laughs> Look, I keep track of things in this school. Uh, yeah, Ms. H, I kind of run this place. <laughs> so after school, again... Usagi's real superpower that she is a super friend. She's like, I happen to know for a fact that Molly and Melvin are in comas. <laughs> so they're taken care of. <laughs> this is nothing new for Naru. They're fine. But I don't know what's wrong with Anne or Natsumi. So I'm going to go to her house and, you know, check on her, see if she's all right. And Amy and uh, Lita are like, yeah, we'll come along. Yeah, uh, Makoto and Ami are coming along with her. And oh, Makoto right. is Mako, like, yeah, sorry. Like, why do we have to come along while you check up on them? Almost as though those two had other plans. No. <laughs> together. Yeah, it's called cram school and cooking. Mm, I think it's called a romantic walk down at uh, Maxfield Stanton Memorial Park. Uh, well, anyway, Yusaki says it's called being a friend, which we yeah. aren't necessarily with Anne, but I guess we are now. <laughs> She's trying. And that's the thing. That's what I'm saying. She's a super they friend. She will they be really your friend bonded instantly. At, at detention. Yes, they did. They weren't. They were no longer just a moon princess and an alien who eats energy and who fight over the same guy. Yeah. So they go to their apartment and they ring the doorbell and they, <laughs> and they answer the door and they're wearing matching outfits. They're wearing <laughs> matching outfits. Which okay, but here's the thing: they're wearing matching outfits and they go and the and the girls go matching outfits. That's weird for a brother and a sister. And then the other one goes, yeah, it's almost like your boyfriend and girlfriend, which I was sitting there going, OK, I think it would be weird for boyfriend and girlfriend. Too. I think it's a thing in Asia where you wear matching clothes. Is it? And girlfriend. Yeah. OK, because I was like, that just seems weird across the board. <laughs> Coordinating your outfit with someone is a little strange. Aiden and I have uh, a couple of the same T-shirts, like because uh, they're T-shirts that we've bought at a. Uh, at uh wrestling shows and so like like whenever like we don't leave the house like sometimes we'll just accidentally put the same shirt on and then it's like we don't leave the house <laughs> right like that. just you, one of you changes it's ridiculous yes. although to be fair they didn't leave the house these people are barging on, in on them then we put on our matching jackets <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah so they're wearing matching purple shirts and khaki pants and khaki skirt uh, the only difference being he's got a regular belt on and she has a belt tied around her shirt. So the shirt is like oversized and stuff. Anyway, it looks like it's she's probably wearing his shirt. Right. And let's be honest. Yes, it does. It, it looks like it, it. it's very oversized. Yeah. They just bought two of the same outfit, I think. Well, like I said, she's wearing a skirt, though. Well, she made it. <laughs> OK, sure. <laughs> Uh, and he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, we're, we're, we're closer than two normal siblings, if you know what I mean. 
Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Anne goes really, really, <laughs> really walking that line in this episode. <laughs> and, and Anne is going, "What are you doing here? It's rude to come unannounced." And this starts the the battle between Anne and uh, and Makoto for Anne being rude and Makoto being like, "Go fuck yourself, bitch." <laughs> <laughs> because that yeah. is like the next five minutes of the show. <laughs> Mako is not having it. <laughs> like Anne's like, it's rude to drop by unannounced. And Mako's like, say say it again. <laughs> say it one more time. I dare you. And Amy's like, uh, Mako, <laughs> please do not destroy this building in your horrible wrath. <laughs> so they try to get her to just leave, and Usagi's like, Yeah, that hurts my feelings. But then Alan invites them in for tea, and Anne is like, What the fuck? I mean, realistically, it wasn't that smart of him to invite them in because he is not inviting them in to drain their energy. Yeah. He's, he's in inviting them in because he wants to hook up with Usagi. Right. Exactly. Exactly. In front of his sister girlfriend. <laughs> Apparently. It's a bad plan all over. There's no way this is going to pan. He invites them in for tea. What is this machine? That is a coffee machine. Devin That's told me all thinking. about it. Yeah. She told me, I don't understand how it works, but she tells me the, that it's like this weird kind of coffee machine where you boil the water. Uh, the water goes up. When it's being boiled, it goes up into the coffee grounds, which are up at the top. And then when the water starts cooling back down, it comes back through with the coffee flavor and leaves the grounds up top. Okay. That, yeah. That seems that seems good. Like, because it's like on a Bunsen burner? Yeah, yeah. It's a weird-ass machine. The uh, Deep Dub calls it hot chocolate as well. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> It's an especially weird machine for hot chocolate. Yeah, I had never seen anything like that. I was like, what is that alien thing? And she was like, Devin was like, oh, yeah, I've seen those. <laughs> oh, in fact, you know what? I just, uh, I literally just went to Google and typed in Bunsen burner coffee. And I'm finding that almost that exact kind of model. Here, I'll show you one. Yeah, apparently it's a real thing. Look, that is a sophisticated coffee. Like, first of all, first of all, <laughs> it's a coffee machine for a bunch of 14 year olds. <laughs> That's also true. Yes. Second of all, that's a very sophisticated coffee machine for 14-year-olds. I mean, in some ways, it's kind of very low-tech. It's very simple. All it needs is heat, water, and coffee grounds. Mm. Anyway. Mm. <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll get one of these to, uh, to to try out for Usagi's birthday next the, year. The weird part is they are specifically saying they're making tea. And I don't know if it works for tea. I mean, I probably, I don't know. It's weird. I mean, I get, like, if it's, I guess you put the tea in the top and then you put the, like, I, I was about to say, Leanne, you like tea, but that's, like, that's a stereotype. That's not necessarily <laughs> I don't actually. True. There we go. See? <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty funny. <laughs> so, anyway, that's the story behind the weird coffee machine. Yeah. So, uh, they go into this 70s ass apartment <laughs> where everything is, like... Like, look, I like bright colors. I like to, I like to be surrounded by bright colors. But everything is like, this is like they went to IKEA and just didn't match anything. They're just like, yeah, whatever you got, put it in the truck. <laughs> we got a, we got a house to furnish. Weird coffee machine, yes, please. <laughs> That's what they did. Bright, bright yellow sofas and grass green carpet. Put them in the truck. Blue chairs, send them in there. Egg-shaped yellow lampshade, do it. <laughs> Red walls, yes. So, so again, this 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 uh, is the is the start of the tone deaf Anne uh, uh, scene. They're like, so yeah, we we came over because you were out from school. And she's like, it's none of your business. Well, we were worried about you. What do you care? <laughs> I like that. I like that. Uh, Anne goes, yeah, it's none of your business. And you saw, he goes, yes, it is. <laughs> It is. We yeah, were worried about you. It's my business. Uh, like, I don't know if you know this, but I am a protagonist, so <laughs> it's kind of my business. Well, and then she's like, "Yeah, no, I, we were, we we didn't. We were worried. We were like, did she catch a cold? Did she get hurt? Like, that's what friends do." And she's like, "Humph." Uh, Meanwhile, Mako looks like she is like two seconds away from just shattering everything with her bare hands. And then Amy says, "If you miss school, you'll fall behind in your studies. If you miss school, you will learn all this new math everyone's coming up with." <laughs> Uh, and she's just like, whatever, like whatever happens to she says, whatever happens to me is none of your concern. And that's when Mako stands up. Yeah, she gets real mad. Fortunately, 
meanwhile, Usagi is being a dis- easily distractible goofball and tries to yeah, go poking Usagi into has the... Usagi really just wandered, like, <laughs> in the middle of a conversation, has just wandered off to go look at things. And she found a secret automatic door. Not a secret, actually. A very blatant automatic door and is going, oh, cool, I'm going to push this button and open this door. This is, of course... Uh, sharp-eyed readers and viewers will know that this is the door to the doom tree. She's about to expose their secret. Yeah, and she, and she calls it their study room. <laughs> Which, uh, again, did they know that uh, Alan and Anne don't have parents? No. Well, I think just at the beginning of this episode, they said, when he said we're closer than normal siblings, we, he said our, we lost our parents. So that's why we're okay. closer. Except for their their actual literal parent, the tree that lives in the next room. No, no, no. I mean, it could be somebody's bedroom, though. It could be like they're with underwear strewn all over and like, but she's just like, yeah, I'm just walking in. Like, I don't care. Also, like every door in this in this house is like a like it's a weird Star Trek set. Like <laughs> all the doors are like sliding doors, but they're also arched. It's very strange. Uh, so they just like they don't let Usagi go into the, the Doom Tree room, the room tree. Oh. And uh, they just kick him out. They just kick them out of of the house. But the next morning, Usagi wakes up early. What? I, now, this is the most unbelievable part of the episode. She's up before Luna, and Luna is totally baffled. She, but but she's up early because of friendship. That's true. That's true. The only thing that can get her out of bed. Toast won't do it. Nope. School won't do it. Nope. This weird chicken shaped uh, alarm clock. I still want the, the alarm clock. Yeah, it's a great alarm clock. <laughs> this is a this is a new alarm. Is this a new alarm clock? I feel like we've seen her alarm clock before, and it's been. Is this a second chicken shaped alarm clock? <laughs> I think this is the same one. Is it not? Uh, maybe it is. Maybe it is. I know that she had a weird one that we had mentioned before. Oh my god, it's real. I typed in Sailor Moon chicken alarm clock and I found one. Uh, all right. Well, Christmas is. Uh, no, you know what? Somebody just made it. It's or it's actually it's, no, it's a 3D model. It's a very nice model. Oh, man, I was really hoping it was real. <laughs> oh, well. So, so anyway. yeah, she has gotten up early to go check on uh, to go check on Natsumi and see if she's going to school today. And the answer is none of your business. Although they are wearing the exact same clothes from yesterday. Oh, uh, Jordan, it yeah. is real. It is real. It, it is real. Where? You where? You can buy one. It's it's not quite the same, but it is a chicken shaped alarm clock with an egg on it. Oh uh, yeah, I found it. <laughs> so uh, I had a uh, I had a Japanese alarm clock one time. What was Re- the difference? Real quick aside, since we have so much time today, uh, that I got back in high school when I first got super into Pokemon. When the alarm went off, instead of like ringing or like making any alarm noise, it said in English, "Wake up, good morning. Wake up, good morning. Wake up, good morning." Which is that is not a, that is not cool. <laughs> that is a terrifying thing to hear in the morning. <laughs> That's pretty like funny. If you, if you are a heavy sleeper, as I am. I used to have an alarm clock that did an electronic, like, rooster sound. Oh my god. Was I was annoying. woken up by an actual rooster last week, and it is one of the worst things that's ever happened to me, so. At your home? Uh, I was staying at a bed and breakfast. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, why are there roosters running free? Okay, uh, back to the show. Alan and Anne still wearing the clothes from yesterday. Well, no, actually, Anne's wearing the clothes from yesterday. Alan's wearing his PJs. But then he changes into the clothes he wore yesterday. He invites uh, Usagi in pork buns and hot chocolate. Okay, well, a couple a couple things. Please. One, I understand you want to skip school, but we've got to go. Like, that's, and that's how she says it. And then when Alan pops out in his PJs, He's, like, holding a little cup and his toothbrush with a towel around his neck, like, in this very, like, staged pajama catalog sort of way. Yeah. It's such a weird shot. It's it's really great. So uh, she has shown up to get Natsumi. Alan invites her in. For cake uh, for and pork buns. Cake and pork buns, the breakfast of champions. <laughs> and she is wolfing them down. Yes. When do we see her wolfing them down? And then, and then Alan goes and puts on his matching outfit. <laughs> yes, he changes into his clothes from yesterday. Usagi goes, oh man, them telling me not to go into that room makes me want to go into that room. <laughs> and she goes into that room. This is after she goes, Usagi, you're being a bad girl. <laughs> yep. And then like, just like away. And the doom tree tries to evil dead her. <laughs> the doom tree tries to grab her and pull her in. It grabs her by the hair. Like it, it, it wraps its tentacles around her uh, ponytails, which I think is weird. <laughs> like that's a goofy thing to do. And he says to her, he, okay. So Alan comes over, shuts the door and says to her, yeah, that's my astrobotany experiment. You know, like a teen does. 
space plants, which in the real world is not even a thing. Like, that is just gibberish. <laughs> there are no space plants. It's, look, it's part of xenobiology. It is theoretically part of xenobiology, <laughs> but as there are no evidence of any biology, not from Earth as of yet, it is not a thing where we have need for specialization yet. Yeah, it well, if only this show was taking place in a world where there was evidence of outer space botany. Not Jordan. Not to the average person. <laughs> only to people in the know, like aliens like Alan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so I'm not sure what they say to Usagi, but... They don't end up going to school. They stay home in their matching outfits from yesterday. And she goes off to school, waves to them, and is like, okay, come to school tomorrow. Bye. Well, f- first, Anne, Anne literally says, you are the worst. <laughs> <laughs> well, she did directly disobey them in their own home. If if I, I, like, if I, if I said to someone, like, like, here's the little tour of my house. Don't go in the bedroom. It's really gross right now. Like, I, it, and then, like, I came in and people were just, like, looking around the bedroom. I'd be like, what are you doing? That's really fucked up <laughs> i i feel like you are you are too nice to to say you are the worst though yeah it's a bit harsh you are the you worst you're a very you're a very pleasant person like i would say that <laughs> i'd be like what are you doing Get, you're the worst <laughs> <laughs> well this is someone she doesn't even like to begin with yes and she's wrong about that but anyway um <laughs> now yusangi being nice to alan <laughs> gives him existential problems <laughs> He goes negative, uh, uh, negative uh, camera effect, and goes, oh my god, I feel it. There's something warm in my heart. <laughs> what is this feeling? <laughs> it is freaking his shit out. I love in, like, it is a trope that comes up a lot in, in anime where people have never experienced, like, liking a thing. <laughs> Before. Like, villains are always, like, so shocked when they experience the emotion of liking anything. I'm like, what is this feeling? <laughs> like, I love that. Because yes. it implies such a weird existence. Because <laughs> that guy has a girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> but but she's not very nice. Like, maybe he loves Anne, but he's never experienced someone being nice to him before. Fair, fair. <laughs> so, again... They go into the doom tree, and what they now discover is a tiny little green sprout. Now, they have theories about this. (laughs) The question is, where did that sprout come from? Did it happen because it just drained some energy from Usagi? Well, that's what they're thinking, probably. So Alan goes, hang on, I've got another idea. Monster, that drained a bunch of energy. Come on in here. Pour all your energy into this little thing here, this little sprout. And it does. And the sprout withers up and dies. Guys. Doesn't that indicate that this energy is not good for the tree? Yes. Uh, I mean, that's one theory. Okay. What is the other theory? The other theory is that maybe it's too good for the tree. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Either one means stop getting energy. Uh, Yes. But look, again, they're 14. (laughs) Here's the other thing. Here's the other thing. We just learned for for 100% certain last episode they can drain energy themselves. What do they need this fucking tree for? <laughs> the tree's going to die, and then they can just eat for themselves and not have to siphon 20,000 extra tons of energy into a giant tree. It's almost like they have affection for the tree that one would have for a literal parent, a literal uh, actual parent. That is definitely the case. Uh, well, I always say, who needs parents? <laughs> You're fine after they die. No, that you is not that. true. You've said not that true. quite a bit. No, no, no. False, false, false. Um, well, at any rate, the tree's dying. Uh, so the next day, or I guess that day at school, uh, wait, doesn't the tree like, make yeah. a, does the tree start? Well, no, uh, Alan says trees don't talk. Oh, okay. Right. Right. right of course. Yeah. <laughs> then he, like, he talks about something like energy passed down by their ancestors. So I don't like, who are these ancestors? Cause they are definitely children of the Makai tree. Nope. They have ancestors. In fact, there you go. You just proved it. Uh, <laughs> their ancestors have lived under the tree and that's why they are children of the tree in the sense that we are children of the world so there like, like you feel like they maybe have like common ancestors <laughs> like like maybe common parents well that's more complicated whoever their ancestors were they're all dead so it doesn't matter cut to the so, school yeah cut to the school and uh, everybody is hanging out at lunchtime and usagi talking about how she went to see uh alan and Ann. and then ami notices something on usagi's head and Jupiter stands up and slaps it off with a branch. <laughs> I love this scene. Like, yeah. 
Jupiter picks it up, picks up a stick and just smacks it. And uh, this weird little root thing starts wiggling on the ground. And it freaks them all out, which is understandable because plants don't tend to move autonomously. So they catch it in a uh, little glass tube. And apparently Luna and Artemis have been experimenting with it all day long because Luna says, I've discovered something very bad. <laughs> and then forces Artemis to humiliate himself. She's like, okay, Artemis, do it. And do I'm it. just like, I don't want to. And she goes, Artemis. <laughs> and so he finally, like, very sheepishly sticks his hand in the jar where they're keeping it. And the thing jumps up on his arm and he flips out and, until he finally shakes it off. Shakes it off. Taylor Swift style. <laughs> and it lands back in the in the glass bucket and wiggles and wiggles. And they go, what? It it was draining his energy. So uh, finally, it is, uh, Usagi mentions, like, this is the point where Usagi goes, oh, right, they have a weird room where they're doing experiments with astrobiology, with astrobotany. Yes. Uh, also, Artemis knows what a Makai tree is. <laughs> Artemis is just like, oh, yeah, this is from the Makai tree. I'm I'm sorry. Apparently, <laughs> like it's maybe. a famous legend. Yeah, you know, it's, it's something we all knew about. <laughs> we we just didn't tell you. Well, although everyone knows about it, but no one knows what it actually is. Uh, and what's doing at Natsumi's place? And he was, and she's like, that's when she says, yeah, he was doing research on plants. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, and Luna finally has to say, yeah, Usagi, if there was a branch, it came from a tree, <laughs> like. Look, Usagi's dumb, right? <laughs> like, she's not the smart one of the scouts. She's not so dumb that she doesn't know that branches come from trees. I, like, that's pushing it quite a bit. But this is the moment when finally our heroes, other than Usagi, come to the realization that Alan and Anne may be behind all of the recent problems they've been having. Yes, uh... And they literally have to say the words. In other words, Seijuru and Natsumi are actually Al and Anne. Da da. Now, is this? Do they know the name? Like, do they know that the monsters are also named? What are the names of the monsters? Like, do they have different names other than Alan and Anne? No. In the deep dub. No, they're just Alan no, and Anne. They don't. They don't. The yeah, they don't know that the aliens are Alan and Anne in the deep dub. Because I was thinking it would be ridiculous if they were like, "Does this mean Alan and Anne are Alan and Anne?" <laughs> no 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 they're so, just uh they're just uh they're the ones who did it they're the ones behind it so uh later it's sunset and we know it's sunset because uh usagi is colored all weirdly like her her yeah, hair she's orange, a redhead which is weird because darian looks perfectly normal in yes. this lighting it's uh, real like like she looks like she has red hair like super yeah. archy red hair it looks like they just forgot what color her hair was and like and it's okay until someone else shows up. Like, because if everyone was kind of weirdly colored by the lighting, but no, like, well, Darian Luna... shows up and he's got, like, his normal highlights. And <laughs> Luna is super purple, and her yellow moon is also bright orange as well. Yeah. But, like, when Darian shows up, Darian, like, is walking in a bubble of natural light, I guess. Because <laughs> he glows. Of, of moonlight. Oh. And uh... he has a bouquet of flowers. This is where it's a little strange. I don't, like, I don't like him in this scene. <laughs> now, I can't. I, I, I will be totally honest. I watched both Japanese episodes and both English episodes last night, and I was really tired during the English version of this. So I actually don't remember what he says in English here. In the Japanese version, he shows up with a bouquet of flowers, and she's like, what are you doing here? Why do you have a bouquet of flowers? And he's like, I'm going to see Anne. And she's like, what? Oh, why would you bring her flowers? And he's like, I heard she was sick. Oh, but what do you care? And he says, kind of reasonably, <laughs> in continuity. Well, because she helped out with my Snow White play, and I wanted to thank her. And it was like... That was pretty much the same. Oh, okay. Oh, that they said that? Okay. Yeah, yeah, pretty much, yeah. Okay, I wasn't sure if they would do the continuity thing in the American yeah, no, they one. Yeah, they did. <laughs> All right, well, that's reasonable. And Usagi should just be like, yeah, but that was like three weeks ago. <laughs> three weeks ago. And I was in it, too. You didn't get me a bouquet. Well, you know, that's because he doesn't care. Because <laughs> he's a terrible boyfriend. He's not her boyfriend right now. He doesn't <laughs> so, know he loves her. Just as Once again, yeah, Destin Moonlover. Yeah, this is Moonlover we're talking about. Once again, back into this seventies ass apartment with its quarter circle uh, built-in bookshelf uh, in the back. And Usagi's like super stoked because she's finally gonna get to eat the cake and pork rolls that she <laughs> didn't right. get to have for breakfast. Oh, that's right. She didn't get to eat them. I knew. I knew we see her wolfing them down. I just couldn't remember when. And so Alan and Anne have invited her in because 
uh, at least Anne thinks like, oh, it must just be like the energy we drain from Usagi is good energy for, for the Makai tree. So uh, they're going to try and just shove her in that room, I think, and then see what happens. <laughs> and now all of a sudden Anne understands the when Darian's looking for her instead of uh, someone she doesn't give a shit about. Is <laughs> that whole, well, why does my heart feel so warm? <laughs> so they both they both come in. They both come in. And yeah, this is when she gets to eat. And again, ridiculous scenes of her shoving food down her face. Yes. So Anne tells Usagi that they're being threatened by something strange in the other room. Right. But it's asleep now, so just go in there. <laughs> and then, like, basically drags Usagi over <laughs> with, like, looking super evil. And, like, then literally shoves her in the room and closes the door. Well, don't forget Well, okay, two, two funny bits about this in her process. First of all, the clever way that she gets Usagi alone by just saying to Alan and Darian, why don't you show them the view over there? <laughs> like, in the same room. <laughs> like, in the like same you can room. see it from the window. <laughs> and Alan's like, uh, all right, come on over. She should have been, been like, hey, let me show you that fucked up coffee maker that we have. <laughs> and then the other part being that when she starts talking about something she wants to show Usagi, Usagi's eating, going, and then she, <laughs> she gets interested mid about to shove something in her mouth so she literally turns with her mouth like wide open and goes ah <laughs> <laughs> which is pretty funny so the uh they lock up usagi in the room with the makai tree yep usagi gets uh drained and well she gets attacked by yamandaka yeah. and then she gets drained by the makai tree itself which then goes uh ape shit now it says something again what does it say it says enough of this enough of this and so suddenly there's a big evil tree in this apartment and members like Bunhead? Usagi! <laughs> and even the monster is getting uh, walloped by the tree. The, the tree has grabbed Yamandaka and is like sm smashing it into the ground. And, and is now like the size of the apartment building. Oh yeah, roots and vines everywhere. And uh, here's where the episode gets really exciting because the, the four scouts show up with the two cats and the cats go, everybody transform. And then for five minutes... <laughs> <laughs> we watch every single one of them transform full transformation like all right here's where it gets here's where it starts picking up here's where this gets exciting to be continued and, and that's it that's it that's like it ends with four transformations they just needed to fill those five minutes <laughs> a little bit more like you know jupiter does supreme thunder and blows open the uh blows open a door which again well i guess she doesn't i guess it doesn't affect the the doom tree so that's like okay. i guess that's our cliffhanger is yeah. that even uh even her basic attack can't affect the doom tree oh i don't know why no. she doesn't use jupiter thunder dragon but whatever <laughs> but yeah the end the, the end of the episode the end to be continued uh, hey and guess what they don't spoil the next episode with the title of the next episode. No, they don't. They actually create tension with the title by telling us that there is a secret and not telling us what the answer to that secret is. Uh, yeah, it's uh, True Love Awakens, the Makai Tree secret, which True Love Awakens is, you know. The, 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 well, the, that's not the secret, though. Yes. I mean, but, you know, it's not it's not the Makai Tree secret. Alan and Anne are literally brother and sister. That's not the secret. That is not yeah, the secret. That's the secret. I no. Think I think no. it definitely is. No. That would be a terrible secret. Anyway, it's not the secret. But that's the end of the episode. Uh, this is, I, I feel like this is the most cliffhangery cliffhanger. Like, this is, this episode felt kind of incomplete. Yes. This is, like, this episode, like, ends in the middle of, right. of action. Whereas, like, the, the, the Crystal Clear Destiny, like, I feel like that was a full episode and it ends with more danger, but it, it wasn't like, oh, nothing is resolved. It was like, no, like, th that was an episode and now there's more. But this one, it's like, nothing is resolved. <laughs> it makes you want to watch the next one. For like. sure. I feel like we definitely learned a lot about this <laughs> from we? this episode. <laughs> did we? I, I certainly did. But what were we supposed to learn from this episode? Do we have a Sailor Moon says, Jordan? Naturally, we do. Naturally. I'm excited to hear it. Anne and Alan's tree is one lethal green machine. Nothing we did seemed to hurt it. But real trees can get hurt, even by cutting your initials into their bark. And it's not only trees we should look out for, but our whole neighborhood, including houses, fences, and public buildings. Yeah, I hate seeing walls covered with graffiti. 
We all can help keep our neighborhood beautiful. From picking up trash to making sure we're not part of the problem, but part of the solution. Sailor Moon says... <laughs> don't cover your initials in the trees, everybody. Also, uh, make sure to be here next year, next week when we fuck up this tree. What, what's great about that is, like, even, like sometimes they even are ridiculous in their ridiculousness. Because I, I was thinking, well, at least this is going to go... Once they start talking about the tree, it's like the environment, right? Nature, plants. No, oh, it's repeat. don't be a vandal. <laughs> don't write your name on walls either. <laughs> I am almost certain that we learned something different from this episode. So Leanne, we will start with you. What did you learn from this episode? Um, I've learned that if you piss someone off, if you keep going into the house enough, they'll eventually forgive you. <laughs> well, or they'll throw you in a room with a tree monster yeah <laughs> you will you will get some cake out of it though yeah uh jordan what did you learn <sighs> i learned that it's okay to bring bouquets of flowers to very young girls that are sick that you just mm, i think you learned a wrong Wait, lesson buddy. I, why do i keep learning wrong things from this this doesn't make sense well i guess <laughs> another wasted bouquet for me i learned that if you're being a little bit nosy and asking someone about like say a medical condition that they have not told you about and they go hey that's none of your business you can just go mm, yeah it is though so tell me yeah i'm worried about you so it's my business yeah i'm worried so it's kind of business <laughs> now i feel like the the doom tree saga really picks up steam here at the end you know we've been over this for the last couple episodes like we were we were really worried there for a bit that it was just going to be a five-star flop. But this episode, and, and I, I think, is kind of building to a, an interesting climax. It, it feels like maybe there was a little too much filler. Like if they would have cut out some of those episodes in the middle where everybody was just, you know, getting new attacks, that that things would have moved a little bit better and been a little more entertaining. Um, but uh, Leanne... As we said, like these two episodes were the this is the first time you've seen them. Like, so what do you what do you think of, of the Doom Tree? What do you think of Alan and Anne like going into all this? I feel that it like they're a bit strange, <laughs> but I think it's worth a watch. I mean, I'll probably go back and watch the rest now. Oh, that's good. I want to see what happens at least. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, because that's the thing. I definitely liked last week's episode a lot. This week's episode, I almost feel like I can't fully decide if it's a good episode or not until i watch next episode because it's so incomplete i feel that it's not one that you can start watching at sure like, for sure you, yeah sorry about that <laughs> <laughs> and i feel i feel bad for you because you know we always do two episodes with the same person uh and so we we managed to get the penultimate episode of the saga instead of like I feel like it might have been worse for you to come into like starting with this one that we just watched, having never seen uh, Alan and Anne before, but that you like that now you're going to have to go watch the, the finale of the Doomtree saga just to like get through it. It's <laughs> like, I feel bad that you that, that we uh, won't be that won't be there for that, that we have, <laughs> we have forced you into that. Maybe I'll come back and tell you. All right. Oh, yeah, would, definitely let us know that. what you think. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Th any thoughts on, on this episode in particular? Cliffhanger is quite annoying, but I guess there's not much you can really do. <laughs> uh, another <laughs> thing. One thing I did notice when I was uh, uh, sleepily watching the English version last night was a scene where Alan hums his his flute tune to himself while like making coffee. He was like, <laughs> which was like... <laughs> Just really funny to me. I laughed really hard. Look, it's his favorite song. <laughs> there was um, one line that Artemis had, which made me laugh. He, he said something to Serena, like, you went back for more abuse. You have some neurons loose. <laughs> you have some neurons loose. Oh, no, so, so all in all, I think we're heading to a strong finish. We will see how it works out next week, though, when we watch uh, True Love Awakens, the Makai Tree Secret. The finale of the Doomtree Saga, and then you know what happens, Jordan. <laughs> the girl comes from the sky. Angel or devil, the mysterious girl from the sky. That's that's what we're looking forward to in a couple weeks. Uh, but yeah, fun stuff here at the end of the Doomtree Saga. Very enjoyable, and I like that. I like that Memru, like for for all the uh, for all the jokes we made about it, Memru does have like a legitimate reason to bring someone to get well present. Like, like oh hey yes. This this child who was in this play, I will like. Let's not think about how the play was an excuse to make out with her. Like, <laughs> the time. Like, it makes sense that like someone would come and visit 
and just like you know come in and say hey here's here's a little get well present i hope you get well soon i gotta go bye <laughs> so at least there's that uh but yeah that's the that's this week's episode uh before we get out of here uh leanne could you tell everybody where they can find you online you can find me at mode-ist-krieg.tumblr.com excellent I am online at Crackshot with a zero for an O on Twitter. Our production guy and editor dude is on Twitter at JJ underscore Mason. Thank you very much for the good work on this. I can be found by going to about.me slash Chris Sims. That's C-H-R-I-S-S-I-M-S. And there are links there to everything that I do that you can uh, go check out. There's some stuff with Jordan in there. Whatever. You you know by now. Uh, I do want to say uh, thanks. Uh, as of this, uh, when this episode airs, the contest is over. But uh, thank you again to everyone who sent in a uh, an entry for that costume. So you will you'll find out all about it soon. You'll find out who the winner is, who gets that uh, set of Sailor Moon mangas. Uh, but yeah, thanks everybody for sending those in. The, those are really fun time. Agreed. And uh, we will be back next week for the finale of the Doomtree Saga. And until then... Keep your mind on sailor business. This is great having Serena here.